The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Katrina and I went and saw the the fucking hot dog one, the food one. Oh, you did? Oh, did we, you like uh, it? Uh, we, we sausage walked, party? We walked, we walked out. We walked Why? Out about halfway. Why? It's... It was too. It was there wasn't enough. Like, forced or what? It was. Here's the thing. It's it, horrible. It was. That's why I loved it. I it was. Even like it. No, it was. It was hilarious for like the first twenty minutes, and then there, it was so empty from that that it was like it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, it was, it was too just all shock value. It was. It was all shock. Really? No. Yeah. Not. I. I, I loved it. It was too long. It was too long. <laughs> I think of a, I sold it too hard. Maybe. Too long of a movie Probably. for that for that type of humor. He deflates it, all my movie choices, just so you know. Who, Adam? Don't worry. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's in his own little world. You missed there. you missed the whole freaking taco, you know. I'm always open-minded. I'll Dude, go I see saw The Magnificent Seven, though. That was killer. I don't know if I've seen that it was yet. great. Which one was Denzel that? Denzel Washington, and then you got Chris. Uh, uh, it's a remake, right, of an old one. Is that the country one, or the western one, where yes. he's going along, and then he keeps adding guys to it? Oh, I saw parts it's of that. It's kind of like, like a tombstone kind of plot. Let's yeah. go to the movies tonight. It's sick. Who's down? It's worth watching. What is tonight? Tonight's Wednesday. No, I mean, like, what is on? What do you? What do you want to watch? You don't even have anything to watch. I don't fucking care. Tomorrow I gotta be able. Let's to go four. watch. Let's go watch Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah, Justin, do you want to come? I would do it again, but you can't. Okay, fine. You can't come, huh? You gotta go home and watch. I can kids. always come by myself. Boom! Hey, t-shirts. I got the power. Are we giving away t-shirts, Doug? We are. You know, Doug always waits. You know what? This is, let me tell you what I like about Doug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doug is patient. He I'm does. Very he waits patient. For the he allows us to just. Just jibber jabber. Doug is patient. Doug is kind. Well, watch him right now. He's trying to speak, but we're still speaking I over just, him. I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's very easy. All right, Doug. I have it. an easy job. Let's give away. Doug. Who won the shirts? Well, we had 22 reviews, which is fantastic. Holy fuck shit. Yes. Good is that job. a record for us? Uh, I don't know if that's a record, but close to I it. I think that's yeah. a lot of the listeners that came over from uh, our interview on the Ben Greenfield mm, show. Yeah, I think that might be part of it for and sure. They're cool. all five star. Oh yeah, oh, we don't give away shirts <laughs> to anybody. Oh. They give less than five oh, stars. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna give away six shirts. Wow! So let's begin here. How many with reviews? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. Adam, what is that the most? Yeah. Listen, you well, should pay like, attention when we're on fucking... when we're live. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, on the mic. Instagram. <laughs> stop texting. That's the one time you should pay attention. <laughs> he knows what he's doing over there. All right, uh, we got six shirts going out. We got Jay Greg, Texas. We got Tep86, Stephanie O, Kcra0071, E Schwartz418, and Flotation. All of you, <laughs> winners, free winners. shirts for all you motherfuckers. So send your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. We're going to mail you. A free Mind Pump shirt. We love you. It's coming. It's crazy. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, listeners, you're about to hear an episode on how to bring up lagging body parts. Uh, we're going to give you great information, some free takeaways, but if you really want the nitty-gritty, if you really want 
expert programming and you have body parts you want to bring up and make your body look more balanced and aesthetic, we have the answers. Uh, we have Maps uh, Black. That's the yeah. first one. Maps That's- Aesthetic. The program is specifically designed to help you bring up lagging body parts with the patented focus session concept that we have. We also talked about the functional side and the neurological piece, too, because a lagging body part isn't just always the aesthetic piece. Sometimes it's the inability for you to connect to a certain muscle group. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so we have our sexy athlete bundle. This includes MAPS Aesthetic with MAPS Performance. MAPS Performance, as as some of you may know, um, is our uh, athletic-based, mobility-based functional-based MAPS program. And when you get that bundle, we teach you how to meld them together, Mm -hmm. how you can get that aesthetic component, but also get the functional component. Uh, Lastly, on that episode, we talked about, uh, you know, how body parts are lagging and we tended, we got stuck on uh, how some people train and they just don't develop their butts, even though they do lots of squats and lunges. It's a super common one. We have a lot of people that are running on treadmills with flat butts while they're telling us that, hey, I want to build a butt. And there's a reason why that is. And a lot of we're humanitarians at the end of the day. We (laughs) want good butts out there. And and here's the thing. uh, A lot of times it's not because you're not squatting and not not deadlifting and not lunging. You're probably doing all those exercises because you were told you should, but your butt still isn't developing. It's because you don't have a good connection uh, to you firing your glutes, you have what's called a sleepy butt. Well, we've got the answer for you. We have the Build Your Butt Bundle. This is our MAPS aesthetic program with a modification that teaches you how to use certain exercises and techniques and how to use them to wake up those glutes so that they fire properly so that when you do do those squats, your butt grows. That's right. Oh, you can yeah. find all of that at mindpumpmedia.com. Are you gaining weight, Adam? It's all in his face. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm a little fat right now. You look a little heavy. Uh, I haven't trained. This is the most I haven't trained ever before. Tan, Why aren't you training? Tan's not even helping. Um, Why you stop not training? even helping? Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'm actually been enjoying the time off a little bit. I, I'm going to train today. How um, long have you not exercised for? I lifted the first day I got there, and that was it. So it's been six, almost a week. Damn. Yeah. I haven't taken a week off. That's not that bad, dude. I haven't taken a a full week off. But that's not why you're getting fatter. Well, no, yeah, that's pretty much why I'm getting fatter, actually. So your diet's exactly the same? Or you were eating bad a little bit over there and over here? Well, yeah, no, I I drank. I mean, I never drank. I drank, Uh uh, dude, I had, uh, fuck, one one of the nights we were there, we had, um, I drank. You're telling me about the Mai Tais, right? Dude, the Mai Tais. So this place is famous for the Mai Tais, right? It's like the world. What's in a Mai Tai? What is a Mai Tai? Sounds yummy. It's like rum and. Tropical. Yeah, what? it's a, it's basically Fruits. it's a fruity like, it's a fruit smoothie with alcohol. It's, it's right? Definitely fruity. Uh, yeah, but my tight my, what are my tight like pina coladas and lava flows and uh, dirty monkeys. Those are more like fruity and fo- like it's a my rum t- that's in it, right? Yeah, and it's and it's a lot. It's mostly rum, and it's like a like a splash of like they do like this. Th- this place does this like. Like agave, sherbet. Like, I did a video. I did a video of them making it, so you guys can actually. Because I've had, I, I had a lava flow when I was in Hawaii, which uh, is one of my favorite. <laughs> fucking delicious. Yeah, with the whipped cream. So, I feel like such a, a bitch. So I do I, to, I, to I, man up your. I put it on my nipples to man up your lava flow. Just so you guys know, uh, if you're ever there, oh, you so, can man it up. Yeah, you can man it up. No so way. To man it up, you do a, a double lava flow with uh, rum on top. All right. So I'm that, doing that next. That time. I felt like such a little girl. Yeah, and what I like about that, it, it tones down the. Uh, the sugar. Was it lava f- flow? A girly drink? But, Are you yeah. kidding me, bro? It, it's if it's it's got colors. It, it can't like, get yeah. any more girly than that. Really? Like, you might as well drink a blowjob. So look at that's all the whoa. I'm just what's saying. a blow? How do you drink a blowjob? Come can on, you, can you see that, Justin, from here? Yeah, I yeah. can see. 
What is that? Uh, so it looks delicious. That, so it's all ice, and then you just put the rum, and then you just. This is like just this uh, sherbet, like. Oh wow! Yeah, they they do, they put it in a canister and a CO two canister, and they shoot it out, which is totally different than a normal mai tai. Oh, this is what good. they're famous for. So you were just, making me angry. I had so you were smashing those? One. Oh, I must have had six of those. And then of course it's a wedding, so then we're taking shots of. Uh, fireball and all kinds of other stuff, and I was fine. Did you get diarrhea? No, no, I was totally fine. Oh, okay. I was. I. I uh, How dare you party without me? We we, we danced like crazy all night long. You so danced? I, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> did you take a video of you dancing. <laughs> I didn't. Please, you, oh, you can talk God. to Katrina about that. She'll tell you. She's like, God, I love it when you dance and drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell you. That's, I'm, <laughs> so, Adam, uh, dr- dr- drops. Yeah, don't drink, take, hey, don't take my word for it, bro. Ask. ask do your legs uh, move when you dance. Ask the woman. Do they stay steady? You know, he, all he does is grind. I guarantee it. No, I'm not a grind. Grind, grind. I, I, prom- I promise you guys, I won't let you down when we go out. But I will I will admit this. There is a difference between me sober dancing and... And I don't want to be fucked up. I don't be, I'm not like drunk and I'm like, you think you're dancing well? Like, it's, it's not like your inhibitions not, a little bit. It's, it just, it does loosen me up because I'm not like, uh, you know... Then your knees start bending. Yeah, I wasn't like... I didn't belong to any dance teams like you did or anything like that or... <laughs> Didn't have like high school cheerleading in my background, so I didn't have. Was, a, bro, so it was the, color guard. Yeah, okay. it was right. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. You guys, color guard. Hey, color, color, like <laughs> color guard in my around. school was like it went like this. Uh, so you wanted to be a cheerleader, like everybody wanted to be a cheerleader. Those, those were all the hot girls, right? If you were, if you weren't a cheerleader, you didn't make the cheerleading team. Then you went to the dance team. If you didn't make the dance team, then you got cut, and then you were the color guard. You were a base. Yeah, that was kind or, of like, or a mascot. Yeah, that was yeah, kind of. And that's then you that's were, your only option. You're a mascot. You know the color now. guard is right. Yeah, I do. The girls that do yeah, all the flight. Yeah. Okay, so that. But anyway, so the the mai tais, right? A and drink. The nerds that do like that stick thing, like wow. you do the hacky sack, and they're doing like <laughs> we just offended. Stick. We just offended yeah. like a ton of. Hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, nerds hacky sack. I never hacky sack. I hacky. I know you fuckers did. Yeah, I hacky sacked. I did. Well, for I'm, sure. I've never said I wasn't a nerd. I'm just saying there's levels of nerds. Oh. Yeah. So uh, after the Mai Tais, dancing I'm- felt great. The next morning, uh, that was the morning we decided to do the road to Hana. And the what? The road to Hana. Okay. Have you been to Maui before? No. Okay. So What's Hana? Hana is a road. Okay, so it's a, a place. It's a town. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, the road to Hana is uh, like a movie. Well, it's literally um, and like okay, Highway Nine. The, think of the nastiest part of Highway <laughs> well, Nine. That's technically a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you're familiar with Highway Nine, right? Yeah. Okay, so think of the the nastiest part of Highway Nine as far as the twists, the turns, and everything. Yeah. And then put it on the top of like a, a tropical mountain, right? And it's and it's thirty or forty miles long, and it takes you a good like three hours or so to go all the way through it. But it's like the most beautiful sights. There's all these waterfalls along the way that you can stop, and all these crazy. So three hours of twisting yes. roads, and you just fucking drank drink a shit ton the night so before. Marker, marker fifteen. I look at Katrina, and I'm like, uh, and I'm I'm the one driving, and I go, I gotta throw up. I throw up. No, no. And she's like. Really? And she's like, do you want me to drive? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I think I'll be fine. I just, this road is just gnarly. And I just, I felt fine in the morning, but once I get driving on this road, it was that bad. So I got out and uh, shoved my finger down my throat and uh, threw up for a few minutes and then came back <laughs> oh. in and hey, yeah, uh, I feel better. got back to driving. And I did. I felt fine after that, but it, it was it, it was a gnarly uh, ride up there, but it was cool. It was, uh, we saw all kinds of great stuff. A lot of the photos that I've taken um, and posted. So you got, dude. Smacked. Isn't it worse being a passenger when you're sick? Yeah, oh, of course. You know what I mean, that's like, why I wanted. Oh. I actually wanted to drive. Like she yeah. was like, "Do you want me to drive?" And I'm like, "No, it'd be worse if I have so to sit get thrown around." Because I know if I'm oh. sitting in a car for 30 minutes too, I'll start getting on my phone and like. Oh, and then you'll really get. Sick. Oh yeah. What well, you should have done is passengers. You should have been a passenger, but you should have taken like a couple Benadryl and just slept. But then you'd miss everything. 
Yeah, that Never the whole, mind. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the whole point <laughs> is to like check the. Hey, beat. babe, can I nap while you do all this stuff? You gotta tough it out. Yeah, no, did you, yeah. So you got hammered the night before then. I, you know, I didn't think I was that hammered. I did not. I did not feel hungover. I went to bed that night. I went to bed that night. I took like four Advil before I went to did, sleep and ooh, woke that's up. Good for, did you, for your liver? What did you do crazy that night? Because <laughs> you drank so much. Did you do anything crazy? Well, we were at a wedding, so we were we were celebrating a marriage. Oh, okay. So that tends to happen. <laughs> so we. We drank. Well, what I'm saying, what I mean is, uh, any good stories from from this mm. inebriated state of Adam? Uh, you know, dude, I didn't do anything uh, too stupid. I think you didn't go streaking. No, no streaking. Mm. I kept my. We were at a uh, a really nice place called Merriman. So if you've never been to Maui, uh, Merriman, probably uh, top three um, locations I've ever been to. As far as I've been to a lot of weddings too, so I've seen some really beautiful spots. Um, this place was just. Gorgeous, and it, not only was it gorgeous, and the, they had the entire place rented out. Uh, the food there was just amazing. Uh, the setup was amazing. The mai tais were everything was just it was perfect. Do you guys really get was. emotional at weddings? No, not at all. I don't understand why people get emotional. <laughs> well, because pe- people that are <laughs> I'm, into I'm waiting for it, love you, you and cry or no, love. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't get uh, it. It's a wedding. Why is it fucking? Who cares? Uh, I think, Although I think women kind of tend to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Girl, is that a generalization? Yeah, no. Katrina, totally. Katrina, get, Katrina gets yeah. all. She gets all. Oh, you know the women are. Well, she's crying because you haven't asked her to marry her. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I get. I guess you I get, get that for that. I divorce. Oh, I know. Oh, by the way, Katrina was listening. Good one, Sal. We're on the plane, and she was like. Like her mouth opens like this, and, she, and, I, and she takes the headphones off. And oh my god! And she's she like, just heard that. She, yeah, she pulls it off, and she's like, "I can't believe you just said that about Sal." I'm like, what are you? What are you listening to? She's like, "The episode you said divorce like that." I'm like, and I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Too far." Ah, he could take it. I go too far. She goes, "Yeah, that nah. was that was too far." I said, like, "No, yeah, I thanks." I got fucking messages from random fans now. No. Hey, uh, I heard you were divorced. Uh, <laughs> hey, here's my profile. Can you help me on personal yeah, training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check yeah, me out. Yeah. No, but uh, but yeah, no. There's no no emotions for me at weddings. It never has been. I don't understand that. Unless I guess if my kid well, was getting married, maybe. Yeah, for sure. If your kid's kid, married. Yeah. oh, hundred. You know what? Like, <laughs> What are you dead inside? <laughs> maybe when you, maybe, you know what when, maybe when your friends get married, you cry for them. Because <laughs> like, you're like, oh my yeah. god, this is gonna suck. I, I cried. Uh, I cried in two best man speeches. I, I gave two. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I gave two best man speeches. I cried at Mark's and I cried at Jared's. Um, I didn't uh, cry at Justin's and I didn't cry at my <laughs> Sorry, dad's. Justin. Yeah. No, I just uh, those two were just emotional for me. Mark, I think it was the timing that I he was. I think the very he first. He was my best man. Don't worry. I think he was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Justin wait, didn't even. Wait, he was in your wedding. No, was, I, no, no, no. He like, was at my wedding. Yeah, Justin yeah, didn't even. Yeah. Oh, you were in, in the wedding. In no, the back. I, thought I, you, I thought you guys I were almost, close. I almost didn't even bring him involved in the mind pump circle because that because I was like, Shut this, up. this motherfucker didn't even put me. I thought you were. I thought you were like Justin. He was my heavy. I thought influencer. you were. I thought you were his mentor. He's no. never said that. What? Listen, yeah, have you yes, heard him I say have. I've heard him <laughs> say that. I've said that. I've said that. Yeah, yeah, I tell people back. I miss mentor. Your sister's <laughs> probably listening to it right now. <laughs> yeah, right. She's, she's logging it for us. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Well, at least you were invited. Yeah. No. No. It was. Um, <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know you. Yeah. I wasn't I don't care. I was yeah. invited, so that was good. That was uh, good. I was. I, I was there for sure. So, listen. You have more impact in my life now. But he also. Yeah. I know. And I would bring- if you were to get married today, let's just rewind for a second. Let's All say you right. were to get married today. Yes. Uh, we would definitely be in your wedding. I would have a total different cast up there. We would me, be in your wedding. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. It, is, that- it is weird. You'd have three best men. Right. Yeah. I don't even hang right. out. Like, yeah, there was like half of them. I don't even talk to you anymore. Can I, like, can I just sucks. say? Can I just say something right now? I really and I don't take this wrong, Adam. I really want you to get married, but here's why. The bachelor party. Yes. God <laughs> we damn it, Justin. Wouldn't that be great? Epic, dude, we will almost die. I guarantee it. 
I hope someone. I mean, well, I don't want to hope. I don't want someone to die. No, but that would. I'm just fly, saying, probably it, happen. It'll be extreme. Somebody I th- would. I think I could convince Wait. Katrina that we could do like a practice one. Uh, Bachelor party. Yeah. Pra- <laughs> you, you know what you do. Yeah. This is what you do. Because I could tell her, like, you know, I'm really uh, this whole marriage uh, thing. I'm not sure. Exactly. Like, let's do a run. Let's do a practice run. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to practice our, like everything. You could do a practice uh, wedding yeah. shower and everything. And yeah. I'm going to do. A and practice. then let me see what happens. Give her like a cubic zirconium. Yeah. Yeah. Something I'll start like, like yeah. convincing her that way, it's and like, then, then, about I'll, the then size I'll, it'll be. I'll drop the bachelor party yeah. on her. Oh, so this weekend, uh, Justin, Sal, Doug, and I, we're going to fly. We're going out to Vegas for the weekend, and then we're going to drop over. Yeah, we're just, we're just, you know, acting yeah. it out. It's a pre-bachelor party. Yeah. That's all. Wow, yeah. I like it. I think Hurry could, up! I think we could do that, huh? I think we could do that, dude. I hope. Quit wanting to give it. You know what is it too with people always? Why do people find that so necessary, especially family, <laughs> to, to to be like? No, I didn't want you. To when say, are you guys no, gonna get married? When are you gonna get no, married? No, no, like, no, no. What else are we gonna you talk mean, about? You mean though? when am I when you am I gonna I mean? spend when am I gonna spend fifty to a hundred thousand dollars and go sign some fucking paper and get the government involved in my relationship that's been going great for We're six miserable. years? Miserable. Why aren't that's, you yet? Is that what you're asking me? Is that what you want? That's to know? a good point. Right? So, so what you so yeah. what you want to know? That's a good point. <laughs> so what you should do is not spend the money on a, a, a fancy wedding. You don't have to, right? You love your girl. Just sign the paperwork, have the bachelor party, and give her the peace of mind knowing that you are now her husband. I don't think she doesn't have a peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't All right, think. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I'll tell you what happened. Before, I, we, I, we, I didn't know Katrina very well. Now I know her. I know. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we really like her. And I'm like, dang. I know. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, fuck, how did she Dude, she's a Adam? closer. She just closed yeah. all you guys. She beats me at home. <laughs> I guess she did. She beats the Shetty. She beats me. Where do you go? You know what? When Adam comes in with the black eye, like, what happened, bro? You deserve it. You better start saying nice things about me on the radio. I'm going to whoop the shit out of you when you get home. Kind of turns you on, though. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I'm into weird shit like that. Wow. Yeah. I thought Sal was that one. Yeah. No. It's you, huh? Yeah, he's, like, starting, on, to, he's starting to rub yeah. off on me just a no. little bit. Sal's no, just no, a no. big talker. No. I like to wear the feet pajamas, that thing. The that's, feet pajamas. That weird stuff. Not the beating. Uh... uh I think we're supposed to talk about what fitness. are we doing? No, no, no. Hey, so listen, this is something that uh, I've getting, I've getting. That's uh, I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, I'm just gonna put I'm that getting, there. Getting, I've been, getting going. I've been, been getting a lot of these. I gets it all days. These messages. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hey, dude. I need a mai tai. <laughs> Sorry. Give me another mai tai, please. Uh, I've been getting a lot of messages from people since we just had Johnny yeah, Sebastian, uh, one of my favorite Asians. On our show, and right. he is uh, getting title. getting ready to uh, beef up for um, two the two fifteen or two thirteen two twelve two twelve division, and lots of people have been asking uh, about training regimens and programs for uh, uh, bodybuilders, and if we do stuff with that, which is ironic because we have a, a program for people just like that that is specific to building lagging body parts. Yeah, like how to bring up lagging body which parts. Which is extremely important. We should talk about what a lagging body part is. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, yeah. w- what it is. Yeah, inform me. <laughs> he just, just has no clue or doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> well, I think some people don't where, where care. Where am I lagging? Some people don't <laughs> some, some people don't care. No then, dick exercises. Sorry, <laughs> Justin. There's two definitions of yeah, lagging. Hanging them, of, not lagging. Of lagging body parts that I can think of. One would be from an aesthetic point of view, right? And I think that's what you're talking about mostly, right, Adam? Like, like you look at your body right. and you see areas. Well, I want to build and develop it and be able to see, you know, a more pronounced look. Yeah, because it doesn't look balanced. Like, oh, wow, everything looks good except yeah. for my hamstrings or except for my quads or except for my delts or my chest or whatever from an aesthetic point of view. But then I think there's also lagging body parts from a functional point of view. 
And they're well, and they're kind of inversely related, don't you think? Right. They can be, but not always. Like I know people who've got well, what's really, not contributing is where I would come in. Yeah, because then you could look at someone from a functional point of view moving, and you could say this isn't firing, or that's not firing, or you have the wrong recruitment pattern. Therefore, these body parts are lagging. Yeah. So I think there's two really dominant here. We need to kind of address that. Yeah. Those are, there's two things we're looking at. A, a lot of times are the same. So a lot of times you'll see a muscle group that from an aesthetic point of view looks undeveloped and it also is, doesn't fire properly or is weak in comparison to its surrounding muscle groups. But sometimes they're not the same. I've seen people who have extremely strong, you know, quads that just don't look very developed. Or, you know, very, very strong scapular retractors, but their back doesn't look very developed. So uh, I think we need to address both those things, right? Like, like Oh, yeah. You know? Well, absolutely. And I think uh, Maps Black does a really good job of this. I think that the, that was um, so important to us that we built a program that had the ability to uh, modify and customize to specific people and their needs, mm-hmm. right? Or their lagging body parts whether it be a neurological and uh, disconnect that way or it be an aesthetic for me it was obviously uh inspired mostly on the aesthetic because i i remember you know going through maps anabolic and kind of getting in shape from when i went from fat to fit and then i remember hitting stage and getting critiqued for the first time and a judge telling you that hey you know you could work on your shoulders a little more on your chest and you know this is these are your areas that i think and here's your strong points i think you've got a great back already too it's, handsome though yeah yeah let's, let's let's take that down i think yeah, you're too handsome there mm-hmm. so uh no my remember my first show i had my hair all long and curly and then i had yeah. my bald spot like that was fucking so embarrassing you know <laughs> You Jesus know what? Christ, I don't been, think anybody noticed. Nobody noticed until you until abs. you posted about it. No bullshit, bro. It was it you posted a picture <laughs> and you said, "Oh, you know, here's a back shot from my recent competition." Uh, forget no, or something like don't don't look at the bald spot. I'm like, dude, don't call the attention to it. <laughs> it didn't need it. It didn't <laughs> need it. That bad. It didn't need it. I'm thinning up top, and rule number one, okay, for guys that are thinning up top, is don't grow your hair out long because it grows away from the bald spot and it just accentuates. You didn't comb or, it over or properly. grow a badass ponytail. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do the comb the comb over effect, so it did not do me well. And then when I turned around to do this excellent back pose, which is supposed to be my strength, I'm sure all the judges went like, "Oh, look at that! His hair looks awesome." Where he has it so i thought that <laughs> that was uh that was definitely a strike one for me but uh, that's part of the learning experience then that wasn't a lagging body part i fixed that, that yeah. Was, uh, yeah. yeah but they uh, you know case. the judges will tell you okay these there, there's these areas that you want now and, and not all of us need a judge to tell us that hey my chest sucks or my yeah, shoulders most, suck. most people li- <laughs> most people listening right now have an area they like, really no want no judge that's ever. tough man that's yeah. tough to take that yeah, 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 from some random guy <laughs> go ahead throw it this way go ahead yeah. i'm waiting i see the look you have Oh, no, we're talking about chest. Yeah, no judge, no no judge has to tell Sal his chest is weaker than his other body parts. I mean, he knows that already. That's a focus point. It's so. all nipple. Yeah, we're just <laughs> roasting. No, 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 no. So, but let's be honest. So, this is where you would you would utilize something like this. Is okay. So, most people. When I, my competitors, I should see that I was my peers when I was going through this. They would hear this, and then I'd watch how they are training it in there, and there was no real rhyme or reason on how they would train it was just like okay mm-hmm. judges said this is the this is the lagging part so you just see them doing it all the time and it's like no program no structure no progressive overload to it there's there was no uh way that they built it in it was just like okay i need to work on my shoulder so i'm going to do a bunch more shoulder exercises mm-hmm. or they'd start incorporating different type of movements for that uh that body part where 
there there is a way to do that and actually strategically bring up that body part while not let, allowing the others to suffer or allowing maybe some of your dominant parts. That's another thing, too, is symmetry when it comes to looking at a, a total package of someone's physique. Right. If you look at somebody and you go like, man, they have a great physique. Uh, rarely ever is that dictated by them being 240 pounds or 180 pounds or 100. Like you can see a guy at 180 and look just as awesome as a guy who's at 230 and a guy that's at 160 based off of their symmetry. Um, so and yeah, a lo- all balance, symmetry, all it, that. Right? It, well, it took me going through competing before I really realized that because first I was always the skinny kid who was trying to build muscle. My whole life I wanted to be bigger. And so I'd been on the bulk my whole life. I never cut. There was no reason for it. I never wanted to be smaller. So in my eyes, I'm always trying to build and build and build and build and build and build. And I never had got myself down to this shredded body fat percentage to where everything was separated and you could see. And when I got down to that, I was the smallest I had been since probably high school. But the way I looked was and I got all these crazy compliments like, oh, my God, you look so big. What are you doing? You know, I'm like, what? How people were telling me I look big. I'm not big. I'm like leaner. I'm small. I'm 30 pounds down from where I was eight months ago or whatever. But a lot of people don't realize that when you, you know, the symmetry in our body really is what will make you look it's like It's what that. makes you look uh, impressive from, from afar. Everybody knows the person who's got the very developed upper body and the skinny legs or the very developed chest and the weak back. or And you look at them and al- although they have an impressive body part, it just doesn't look right. There's a guy that works out um, at the Golds around here and, um, you know, I used to call him Colonel Chicken Breast because... <laughs> Because he looks like I sound like an asshole, right? He looks like <laughs> I want that on his license plate. Yeah, too he, late. he looks yeah. like you know how they like modify and grow chickens to just have massive breasts and yeah. they barely can yeah. move because they're all pecs. He looks like Captain he's got, White Meat. He's got a huge barrel chest and and nothing else. Because and when he works out, you can see all he does is dumbbell chest press and flat press and uh, incline press and it's all yeah, chest like, exercises. This is what I'm good at. This and, is what I'm good at. And it, and it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look put together well. It doesn't look right. And so from an aesthetic point of view, balance is far more important than overdevelopment of any one body part by far. By 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 absolute far. Yeah. One I'd say one of the first. Things you should you should focus on uh, when you have a body part you want to work on um, is number one. Uh, make sure that you're connected to that body part. That's rule number one. Above and beyond all the other things you could do, is make sure you're connected because the odds are. Well, uh, let's talk about some some areas that are common for us as trainers that we've seen people that that's a problem, right? Like, they, for example, uh, this has happened to me many many times. Someone hires me. And and it's a girl who is just well, the butt. yeah right she's just not been able to she thinks that she cannot build a butt and it's just not in her genes and doesn't realize hey it, it's a muscle and you mm-hmm. absolutely can build it and you can have a very nice big butt if you want one but those same people that normally have a hard time with that have a poor neurological connection there and aren't firing it they correctly. do because you'll get these people that'll come to you as a trainer and and they'll say I squat I do lunges I do deadlifts. Why isn't my butt developing? Why is it a lagging body part? Mm. And it's 100% uh, because of the lack of connection. This is why we have the, uh, I don't even know if we still, do we still have the butt builder combo? Right. Yeah. So the butt builder combo uh, com- has our modification, has our program set up with a mod that teaches you how to reconnect that muscle. Rule number one, undeveloped body parts, many times, not always, but many times, 
simply have a poor connection. And yeah. when you go to do exercises, it's a recruitment issue. It's a recruitment well, issue. Well, let's also talk about why that is a common one and how that happens. When we sit in a in a sit, in, sit down in like a 90 degrees, right, in a chair or in your car or whatever, what ends up happening is it, it kind of it's it's tilts your your pelvis in and when we stand back up, we're kind of in that position still, right? So then now we get all this quad and hip flexor dominance. Mm-hmm. And so when we walk, when we walk, your glutes should be a primary mover and pedaling and moving us forward. But the, for a it lot becomes of, all calves and quads. Yeah, but exactly. But for a lot of people, what ends, what ends up happening, which is okay. So for a good trainer, I like trainers, good trainers can normally look at like someone's calves and their quads and know that they already, without even having them do anything else, know that this is a, an issue. I see it all the time. You see these girls that have got these great legs. They've got great calves and they have like this flat butt. And mm-hmm. it's like, does it make sense to, you know, and for them, that's like, and they're, they're almost in this postural forward lean constantly. Right. Like they, like you just, you're like, Oh my God, either they wear heels all the time or they've just always been in this position that feels most comfortable for them. And they've never really been able to press their heels completely down into the ground in a squat. Or they do lots of long distance running, lots of running exactly. that works lots in a very, in works in a very short range of motion. Um, and so they just have poor connection. So when you take that poor connection, and you apply it to exercises that are supposed to work this lagging body part, you're not going to get a lot out of it. Uh, Even though you're doing the right exercises, you're doing all the butt exercises, like your squats and your deadlifts and your lunges and whatever, even hip thrust, even a hip thrust, which is a hip extension movement, if you're not doing it with the right intention and understanding where you need to squeeze and control and what the glutes actually do, Uh you could make it a hamstring exercise. Yeah, you prioritize what your body's go-to has been forever for strength and for moving you in a position. So right. it, a, it, it, it's already like it's already programmed and wired into your process. I'm going to go one step further and irritate some people right now. And this is going to be hard for some of you to swallow and understand because I know this is tons. And I know you guys can agree. You can agree or disagree with me right here that if you are a female and you have a male too, but this a majority of my clients that have complained about this are female if you are a female who feels like you struggle with building your butt and you're also a runner, running is probably the worst thing you could be doing for yourself to help that cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I had to actually tell my wife to stop doing cardio kickboxing. Oh, really? She's like completely always on her toes and she's kicking and like doesn't really like no posterior recruitment happening. At all, and this and is this is just reinforcing bad recruitment patterns. That's that's the key right there. The key and is that's what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough to because like she really enjoys it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like one of the favorite things. And like, well, at least I'm moving and working out, and you know, I'm getting a sweat, and all. I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, you know, look what it's done for your back. Well, and this is what okay, you have to ask because I know there's people right now that are like, oh, what? I can't believe this guy just said don't. He's a fitness guy and said, you know, running is bad for me. Okay, well, here's the deal: if building a butt is your number one priority, it is very much so probably a bad thing for you. If you're having a hard time with now, it, I'm glad it, you said probably because not always. If yes. someone has great recruitment patterns, yes, it's no problem. Totally fine. But let's be honest: if you're somebody who does it and you're having and you're having a hard time building your ass and you can't figure out why, and yet you're still going and training for these mud runners and fucking marathons and all this other shit, it is working. <laughs> it is working against your goal. Now, if your goal 
is to do these mud runs and you love to run and you care more about that than you care about building that butt or the building that lower half like you always then by all means it's usually fucking and get it, it, run 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 to death on the and, treadmill and it's usually that it's the distance runners because if you're sprinting properly usually glutes are yeah. an issue i rarely find a good sprinter that oh, yeah. doesn't have an ass oh yeah that's that's totally different fast it's twitch a di- yeah we're talking a different monster it's here. a different it's a different movement there's lots of hip extension lots of kick um Whereas the long distance running is this kind of short range of motion, repetitive over and over again. And so when you're trying to change your recruitment pattern, what you need to understand is it takes practice uh, to change that pattern. And if I mm-hmm. today am trying to get my butt to fire more and I spend 30 minutes trying to get it f- to fire better uh, twice a week, but then I run for an hour every single day, Guess which practice is going to win the the recruitment pattern battle? Exactly. Right. And yeah. that's what Adam's talking about yeah. is is you need to change what you're doing to change that recruitment pattern. And and look, this doesn't this applies to any muscle. Look, if you have weak shoulders, uh let's say your delts are an issue, you you likely have a recruitment pattern issue. And so part of your workout should be very light uh weight super concentrated controlled movement where you're really just trying to feel a particular part of your deltoid. Is that a muscle builder? Is it a mass builder? No, but it is a very important prerequisite to being able to build muscle and mass on that shoulder. Because if you go straight to the shoulder builders, like a military press or whatever, but you don't have that good connection, you're, you're getting a, you're only getting 20, 30% or whatever, you know, I'm just throwing out arbitrary numbers, but you're not getting the full effect of what that military press can do for your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So a lot of your initial programming should be very light, very controlled movements where you feel <laughs> that muscle working. I have seen so many people speaking to shoulders do side laterals, uh, who have poor shoulders and it's just, they can't, you watch them do it, and it's a it's an upper back exercise. Mm. And then you have them use five pounds. You lock their shoulder in place. They just fo- focus on you know abduction of the humerus in a particular way, and all of a sudden, oh, now I can feel that yeah. side part of my shoulder. Good, do that for a little while, get that connection. Then we can move on. Well, to it's the a other good stuff. point because there's I mean it's a multifaceted you know joint. There's a lot of different ranges of motion that it produces, and so if you're only fixed in in one plane. Uh, you know, building and developing that process, your muscle is going to look only a certain way. Whereas if you incorporate all these different, you know, angles and, and, and different uh, uh, ways that like your shoulder is supposed to produce movement, you know, you're going to build and develop a more rounded shoulder. Yes. And now this is where uh, this whole getting a new, getting a connection to the muscle. This is where I see single joint isolation exercises having real value. Absolutely. This is where you would program these things is mm-hmm. in trying to reconnect or or get feel a better connection to a muscle. Uh you know, like I said a very slow controlled side lateral for the shoulder with lightweight not going to build much muscle, but it's a great way to to feel that muscle fire so that when I do my next exercise or when I start to get to the heavier stuff, it's actually doing what it's supposed to do. So if you have a weak body part, step 1 reconnect it, do light isolation movements for it, slow the fuck down, do them, go as light as you need to to feel the muscle. I don't care if that means you use no weight. You go as light as you need to to feel the muscle. That's step number one. Step number two is prioritize that muscle within your workout. Yeah. And, and a lot of time, a lot of people think that, you know, oh, well, you know, that makes plenty of sense, but I don't see people doing it. You know what I mean? I, I see people today's chest and shoulders and my weakness is shoulders. 
Ever thought about hitting your shoulders before you hit your chest? I know that sounds sacrilegious because oh yeah because right. oh no I don't want to fatigue because now my bench press will come down right but your fucking chest is fine your issue is shoulders so why not hit your shoulders first mm-hmm. why not isolate it make it work feel that thing working go to your heavy shoulder exercises then go to now chest it's contributing a lot more <laughs> then go to your chest and you're gonna find and look studies studies have uh, have proven this over and over again that whatever you prioritize in your workout you tend to get more of uh, in terms of uh, you know progress or results. Um, and we always typically recommend putting the big movements first in your workouts, which is true 90% of the time. But when you're talking about logging, lagging body parts, prioritizing them helps. Well, this is what, what was so different, too, about Black. And I remember we got a oh, little, MAPS aesthetic. Yeah. So when we first did this, it was like before that we had talked, we always talked about the big barbell movements and that was it. And everyone's like, okay, so you can't tell me that all these other exercises are meaningless and there's no purpose for them. Like, no, absolutely. We have a problem with how a majority of like your social media fitness icons promote and show them like it's a, it's a priority because it's not where it's a priority is, is and only is if, if you have like some sort of a lagging body port or a neurological connection that we're trying to isolate and work on. Otherwise the compound movements are always going to be superior. Right. That. You know, another good one, cause we kind of went with the girls with the, with the butt thing is, how often do you see this with guys? Like I see this a lot with guys that have overdeveloped anterior deltoids, like these big triceps and then no chest. And mm-hmm. so, and right away, I know that they have this poor connection to their chest because they can't get themselves in a retracted position right. in chest press and they're pressing up with their arms they and their shoulders. They can't even stretch back enough to open their chest up. And very, you see this with uh, boxers and fighters, guys that fight a lot because they have Well, it's to- advantageous for that, you know, those types of uh, sporting events. Right. So, yeah, you want to be in a protracted. So, yeah, to break through that. And here's where a lot of these bad patterns and, and issues, you know, come from. It's, it's, it's from, you know, g- growing up and going through either sporting events or just, uh, you know, everyday activities that you've constantly done like over and over and over and over again. And it's created this this uh, natural recruitment process. So like to break that, it's tough a lot of times. You really have to pay a lot of attention to it and make it a focal point. Mm-hmm. So get those connections. Uh, make sure you can feel the muscle, prioritize it. And then here's the kicker right here. Here's the key. Frequency. Right. Frequency, frequency, frequency. You will it, you will rarely find anybody that does a repetitive motion over and over again with a particular muscle group that over the years doesn't have it pretty well developed. It's a it's a fact. You mm-hmm. look at you know you look at like again runners who've run all the time. They tend to have some nice developed calves. You look at people who you know use their hands all the time, like a plumber or a mechanic. They tend to have pretty muscular forearms. Uh, rock climbers tend to have muscular forearms. Frequency, frequency, frequency. If you have that weak Video body game part, players, you know, jerking <laughs> off. Yeah, good thumbs. Yeah. If you have a, a weak body part, um, it is uh, to your advantage to train that body part more often than the other body parts. Now, when you do this, you have to be judicious. You have to be careful of your intensity. Of how, exactly, exactly how you do it. It's not all about intensity. You definitely want to train intensely. You know, a few days a week or a couple days a week. But that doesn't mean you can't look. If I have weak body parts, I or body, uh, biceps, I should say, I can train my biceps every single day to bring them up. Mm-hmm. Two of those days or three of those days will be relatively hard. The rest of them will be easy, but I'm, I'm still training them. I'm still going through full range of motion. I'm still squeezing. I'm still getting a pump. And when you do that, when you start to apply frequency after you've gotten the connection, after you've understand understood prior, you know prioritizing, watch what happens. Every single time, every single time you'll see uh, you, those body parts start to come up. 
Um, and I think it's important to say too that you know doing these things properly doesn't guarantee that you're going to develop that body part into a, a strength, but you're definitely going to bring it up, you know, oh, quite a bit. That takes time. It takes time. I mean, it, it, any of the lagging body parts that I mean, I remember, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. Like when you uh, you recently just complimented me on one in our YouTube video about my shoulders and uh, being known for having good shoulders. It's like that was actually I was known for that being a weak point. So it was the first it was the first one that someone ever pointed out. I think I told the story on here one time before where I think it was like 23 or so, something like that and it was a trainer and I had a female bodybuilder. I was the fitness manager at the time and one of the uh girls that worked for me, she was a competitor and I asked her to assess my physique. Well, what do you think I need to work on? And like right away she said like with no hesitation like your shoulders. And I was she said it so fast. I was like <laughs> and to me back then, which is funny is I considered my arms as a strength and they were. My buys and tries really were, but I kind of incorporated my arms as my shoulders. That's how I would look at it. like oh, my, all of my arms. It's are all good. connected. Yeah, it's all connected. Right? They all look good. It's like no, like you need to work on your shoulders and especially your rear delts. And it was at that moment that I really like go after that. And it's taken me years to really develop it to be a strength. It came up. It took a lot of work and a lot of frequency. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, how often were you training your shoulders versus other body parts? Well, yeah, I was training them two to three times more in the week than I would anything yeah. else. So. You know, it's funny. I have a story about that. When I was, uh, in terms of frequency, when I was a kid, I believe it was the summer after eighth grade, um, I, I was playing volleyball, dislocated my kneecap. And so I had to wear a leg brace. You were a volleyball guy? No, I wasn't a sport. Whoa. Like I wasn't like a playing on a team. It was like playing Just volleyball at the park. Between cheerleading practices? Yeah. <laughs> when I wasn't in my jazz club. Damn uh, it. Jazz dancing. Color so, guard. So, on, so when I, I dislocated my kneecap um, and it stayed out for a while, um, they brought me to the hospital. It was a big old deal. My knee was fucked up. I had to wear this leg brace, which it was kind of like a cast, but I could take it on and off, right? And... When the knee got a little bit better, I could walk with this knee brace on. And so what that meant was my left leg would stay straight and I could only bend my right leg. So I'd walk with this kind of funny walk because my left leg Peg had to leg stay straight. McGee. Yeah. yeah. But what I would do Did you go, is I'd have to push off hard on my left calf because of that position. Till this day, my left calf is a little bit bigger than my right. And it's 100% because... Of that repetitive walk, I would walk to school like that. I'd walk home like that. I'd walk to my girlfriend's house. It was because I, con- I was there was constant, st- frequent stimulation on that muscle. Until this day, it still hasn't completely balanced out because of that frequency. I, and, and to match that frequency would require I'd have to walk like an idiot. For, well, you know, so you say that, and I've got the same issue on my right side. Only mine is due to the poor neurological connection. So when when Brink, Doctor Brink, bro- broke me down, and we saw. My right side, the way I just slightly inverted on my and pushed off with my toe, so I would create. I'm creating leverage on my right sides, and I'm not using my muscles like I should. Like my calf muscles should be responsible, and my quads and my glutes, all these muscles should be responsible for movements that I'm leveraging off my toe a little bit, and it created a imbalance with my calves, all my whole right side actually. So that, and I can see that big time. Myself. Yeah, if you have a, if you have, here's a freaking red flag right here. If you have a lagging body part that's on one side, so if you if you don't have what they call symmetry, right? Symmetry is basically your your left and your right match, which nobody does. If you have a a, a considerably yeah, smaller glaring, glaring, you can yeah, see it. Yeah, like like if my left bicep is a lot smaller than my right bicep, or my left quad is a lot smaller than my right quad, where I can flex in the mirror and really notice it. 
neurological connection 100% of the time because although you may have a lagging body part because you're not using them right, they should both be lagging or they should both look similar. If one side's lagging, you've got a neurological connection issue on that one side that you need to work on. And it could be – and that's the – I mean – and here's the part that where we're trying to advance programming and help people is – how, how we're trying to help teach people how to assess themselves. Yeah. This how is do you real, identify that? How, yeah, how do you identify Because it's not as simple as, oh, I have weak calf on my right side, so it must be this. Because it could be, you got to work the whole chain, right? And it could be somewhere else. Like, for example, you said bicep, right? Great example. So your right bicep could be lagging, but that could be have something to do with your back. And because when you do pull-ups and rows and all these other things, you've got an imbalance on one side of your back that's, you know, taking over and the the bicep is not activating yeah. and working the way it should, and there and that imbalances is causing the bicep. So it's not always d- the direct connection, which is also the huge problem that we have with physical therapy. I feel like this is a huge problem in like what I see with PTs that when they get an injury, <clears throat> somebody has a problem with their knee or whatever, their job is to get you back to moving and being able to move correctly. Now that doesn't include like addressing the whole entire kinetic chain and what could be breaking down. And normally when people have some sort of a surgery or an injury, there is some sort of a breakdown. And if they don't address it and fix it, it is a, they, they have this recruitment pattern that is off that they continue to do their daily habits and they can just continue to cement that poor mm-hmm. n- neurological connection. And that just ends up being this major imbalance or ends up being this nagging pain that we get when we get into our 40s or 50s and 60s that we just think it's because we've gotten older and, oh, I'm old now. So I feel this way. Like, no. You feel like this because when you were 25, you had knee surgery and you never fully you thought you fully recovered because you were back to playing sports and doing things. But you have you have now established a bad connection that you just continue to cement. And some of the ways you could identify this is you could do unilateral exercises, do do try one legged movements and then you'll see, holy shit, I'm so much better on one side versus the other or, uh, you know, one arm presses or one arm rows or. When you do a pull-up, have someone film you from the back and make sure both shoulders and, and shoulder blades look identical and that one's not higher than the other. And well, one that, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, and this is also why it's such an important piece to consider that we put so much emphasis on total body movement, so on like compound lifts and uh, these types of exercises that use your whole kinetic chain to work together. Otherwise... Um, you know, if, if all it was, if, if maps black, all it was, was trying to isolate muscles and bring one lagging body part up by itself and just making a whole program around that, uh, we're going to create a serious imbalance and we're going to create, you know, bad recruitment patterns that don't, uh, they, they don't work with your entire kinetic chain well, as a whole in the communication process. That's, and that's why when we first started talking about this topic, I wanted to bring up the lagging body parts from a functional standpoint because you can have very well-developed body where all the muscles look symmetrical, but all you ever do are isolation, you know, pumping, you know, type movements. Um, and maybe you're on steroids, so the muscles develop regardless. But then the but body's not speaking to each other. They just don't yeah. work well. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you here you are, this muscular guy or girl, and you go, you know, lift the uh, couch because you got to go. You're moving, or you're gonna throw a frisbee. Tear something, and you're, you just can't. Like shit doesn't work right. It's not talking to each other. Yeah, that that's that does that's not good either. There's there's the like I said, the aesthetic and the functional uh, component. They're together. But, yeah, but we've referenced you know maps aesthetic quite a bit um, in this episode because that that you know that particular program really has a component in there that addresses lagging body parts. And I want to yes. talk about that for a second. 
I want to talk about and give people kind of a rundown what a focus session is. Mm. A focus session is something very unique to MAPS Aesthetic, and it's specifically designed to bring up lagging body parts. And in a nutshell, and I'm not going to be able to do it justice, you know, talking on the podcast, it's a little more complex than this, but in a nutshell, a focus session is adding extra freak, extra workouts for a particular lagging body part, but doing so in a way that doesn't create too much more damage or compromise your body's recovery ability because you're still doing on those main days your heavy and hard workout. So if your lagging body part is chest and today's my main workout and I'm doing my bench press, my incline press, I'm doing my, you know, uh, you know, all the main exercises for chest, tomorrow is my off day, uh, but I still want to bring up my chest, that's a focus session. And now what do I do on that day? Cable crossovers, pec deck, you know, I focus on going light and stretching the chest and really squeezing and holding the squeeze and I use all these little techniques to bring it up. And that's what a focus session is. It's designed to increase the volume and frequency that you can apply towards particular muscle groups to bring them up. Can you do this on all your body parts? No. Uh, it, it's just too much for the entire body to handle. Um, when you want to bring up a lagging body part, you need to come up with you know one or two of them and focus them focus on them one at a time this is this was adam's contribution uh because you know this is how he trained yeah. uh, for his competitions well it's really how i kind of modified the original maps red it was like for me you know i i agree that maps red is always and will always be our foundation for any and everybody like i still recommend it for bodybuilders like you know start with maps red it is the foundation and then let me show you or let us show you how you progressively overload muscles to develop ones that are lagging. And that's the real beauty, the real science in the way that's designed. And when you talk about focus sessions, you know, the piece that we that is incorporated in there is to how to progressively overload and the importance of that. Like it, what I saw a lot of and the mistake I saw a lot of other my competitors doing is just like I said, they get told they have a lagging shoulder. So they just ah, they just do shoulders as much as they can or just keep adding them. It's like there still is science behind how you do that you oh know? I, I know so many people that just went and attacked a body part and it got smaller yeah because all they did was just beat Overloaded it up so much it, yeah. fry it fry yeah, their body yeah fry the muscle tell the body that it's it's in its best interest to make this muscle smaller so it has more endurance um and they actually go backwards i've seen that so many times this is very common with the girls and all their little fucking million glute cake rubber band exercise oh, thank you for bringing that up jump i just box saw that stuff. in the gym like like yesterday it's like I, I it blows my mind i'll see a girl do this and she, she glutes are her things she wants to work on and i'll watch her like i'll be able to be on the days when i'm walking on the treadmill i'll see her like she goes and she does like i'll count well well there's another one there's two three four five, five seven damn seven exercises already yeah, yeah. all in the and they're exercises like all this glutes. yeah jump boxes super set it to side lunges to walking you know, with a band uh between their legs and like doing like lateral tube walking like yeah. into every exercise doing like leg presses with the the lateral tube band. No, and these are oh, and it's like come and these on, are, and calm these are, down. And these are people with poor recruitment patterns. And uh, right. I'm glad you said that because if you have a poor recruitment pattern for a particular muscle, and you're tra- constantly training it to fatigue, uh, your body will revert to its default recruitment pattern, which, which is, is already wants which to is go, the bad one, and it's the one it wants to go to. That's what you, I mean. It already wants to go there, so it doesn't even need doesn't even take you going to fatigue to already have a challenging to. Somebody who has a poor recruitment pro- uh, problem, what they're getting to their glutes, right? Firing their glutes, and they're doing all those exercises. You are only making it more challenging for yourself by doing it because it's it's hard enough for you. Right. Now you're doing a ton of stuff to fatigue. Like before you even get to fatigue, you're probably already starting to use all these other mu- muscles, and you better guarantee.
guarantee that once you go to fatigue, for sure all the other Listen, ones. Listen, if I if counterproductive I, if, what you're trying to do. If I took someone who all they ever did when they when they typed on the computer was use two fingers, and they can go relatively fast doing that. <laughs> yeah, I like when I teach them how to use a keyboard properly, I can't tell them right away go as fast as you can because they're not going to be as fast as they were when they used two fingers. Mm. That's their default pattern. That's how they've learned how to go that fast with two fingers. Over time, using a keyboard properly is going to have them type much faster, but they have to go slow at first. Right. And so that's the equivalent of what some of these people are doing. If they have a poor recruitment it's pattern. It's a very good analogy. It is, well, if people have a poor recruitment pattern for their glutes, then going to fatigue or to failure on squats isn't going to hit their glutes more. It's going to automatically kick them to their default because their body's just trying to get through the exercise mm-hmm. and they're going to hit their quads more. Uh, you know, like they've been doing. So initially, it's slow and controlled and feeling what's going on and isolating. What do you, what do you call that when you finger? What is that called? Hunting you, and pecking. Yeah. Right? What is it called when you finger type like that? With one, is there a name for I that? I think that's it. Hunt and peck. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. start hashtagging all the girls it's that a, I see. Yeah. All yeah. the girl yeah. videos that I see that post all their <laughs> bannixes. I'm like yeah. finger type, finger type, hashtag finger typing. <laughs> here's here's a good here's a little trick. This is kind of a trick because it's not the be all end all, but it's a nice little trick. If you have a lagging body part. You can do a superset. Uh, however, it is not your typical go to fatigue superset. What you do is you do the isolation movement first, re- get that connection, feel that muscle work, immediately go to the compound movement with light weight. Go very, very slow and continue to try to feel that muscle uh, activating while doing that movement. Example, we're talking about the glutes, so we'll stick to the glutes. Uh, I would do, I would have someone do a very slow, and controlled and light hip bridges off the floor, squeezing the glutes, holding them at the top, going down real real slow, coming up, squeezing the glutes so you can really feel them. Immediately go to a barbell squat with very light weight, and the entire time I'm doing the barbell squat, I'm going slow and trying to get my to feel my glutes. That would be a good yeah. superset how to use the compound movement, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I have a personal experience with this. You know, for the longest time when I was a kid working out. I would I was strong as shit on back exercise. I still I can pull a lot of weight. I always been able to. But I never felt my lats. Like people would be like, "Oh, my lats get sore." And I'm like, "I don't I've never felt my lats get a pump. Mm-hmm. I've never felt them get sore." And I used this technique um, and I came up with myself. I, I I did a superset for my lats and I did a straight arm pull down which isolates the lats and I'm real slow, real controlled. I understood the function of the lats, so I, I imagine what my lats were doing, squeezed them, came up real slow, did it again. Then I went right to a lat pull down with a supinated grip. I went real light. And again, I pulled and went real slow and tried to feel the lats working. And for the first time in my life, I had a lat pump. I did this for a number of months. And now when I do rowing movements or pulling movements, I get a pump in my lats. Had I never done that, I probably still would be just rowing a shit yeah, ton of weight. You never taught yourself to do that. And not feeling those yeah. lats you know, really working. So yeah. that's an easy, simple trick you can do. To really feel it, you know, chest, same thing. You could do a very slow, controlled cable squeezing movement where you're really feeling the chest activating, you're squeezing it, and then you go to your bench press and use half the weight you normally do and go right and go real slow and, and, and imagine and understand the function of the pec in the bench press as you're moving it. You're not going to be nearly as strong. You're not going to go to fatigue again because you're going to go to your default recruitment pattern, uh, but you'll feel your chest really do a lot of the work. And this... This is true for any body part that you're looking to work. Well, and this is what a lot of the like bodybuilder guys talk about the mind muscle connection. They're really good at this. Yeah, you got to give them credit for it. Yeah, and they, I guess they, they use that term. I don't think really understanding exactly what they're doing. 
Uh, but that's what we're trying to teach people is to get that understanding of what does that mean and what are we trying to fix or work on. And, you know, that mind muscle connection is the, and the irony is that the, most of the bodybuilders that are doing that, they, they don't need it as much as some of the people that are have all these, you know, these poor connections. Yeah, or, I'd say the bodybuilders who have issues with lagging body parts many times. Well, I, you know, I, although really un- isolating and squeezing a muscle group, a lot of them sometimes have issues too, but. I would say more of it has to do with the programming and that they just hammer that muscle then. Yeah. They're not really using frequency and intensity inversely and in, 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 in applying it properly. And that, that balance is important. I know we kind of grazed over that, but it, it isn't as – and I know we always like giving like the good free information on here, but there is there is a scientific approach on how you do that. It's not as simple as just do it more. You know, like, yes, frequency is king, 100%. If you do frequency, it is important to balance the intensity out. But it's also important to kind of know where your starting point is, like where how much volume are you doing right now? And if you're doing X amount of volume right now mm-hmm. and you add more frequency, you're naturally going to increase more volume. It's you don't want to be doing 50 percent more volume right away because that's going to hammer and no. fry the shit out of that. You know, it's like there's no need to. You just no. want to do a little just enough to elicit change. I would say uh, easy takeaway from this episode. Uh, take your lagging body part, train it pretty hard. Uh, two or three days a week with a normal amount of volume. Go, don't go nuts with it. And then at least another two or three days a week, uh, go to the gym and do very light squeezing, pumping type movements, uh, isolation based movements. Um, and now your that body part's getting lots of attention. And over you know time, you'll start to see some pretty big improvements. I think for a lot of people who've never done that before, in a pretty short period of time, you'll start to see those changes. Yep. So, uh, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you will win a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin's at Mind Pump Justin, and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. And don't forget to check out our programs at mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.